Oh, you guys, we got a very special show today. It is a two-parter. Too much good stuff to fit into one show, and so I'm bringing it to you in two parts. We are sitting down, I am sitting down with Carla Black, who is Leaky Black's mom, and we talk about a whole host of things. Leaky Black the person, the regular season of this year, the NCAA tournament, and what's coming up. So much good stuff to say. I cannot wait for you to hear her talk about her experience at Clemson when everyone heard her on TV. You're going to have to tune in and check it out. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. There. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Isaac Shade, beat writer for Sports Illustrated's North Carolina site. And I want to say that I'm so glad that you are here today for this gigantic monster show. Thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen, or if you're watching, your first watch every single day. Remember that we are free and available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, and while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, would love it if you would subscribe. Hit that bell button so you know when new episodes drop. As I said, off the top, coming up on today's show in just a second, I am going to sit down and chat with Leaky Black's mom, Carla Black. She is so kind to have given me time. She's literally in the process of moving before she drives to Philadelphia for the Sweet 16 and gave me time out of her night while she's sitting there. You, the, the smoke alarm uh, battery beeps going off, and it's awesome. It's so great. And so now, without giving... Taking too much time, let's dive right on in to my conversation with Carla Black. All right, I am joined now by North Carolina senior Leaky Black's mom, Miss Carla Black. Miss Carla, welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me, Isaac. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, Very happy to, to be on your show. Awesome. That's so great. And if you just heard a beep in the background there, Miss Carla is literally in the process of moving. She took time out of moving to come be on the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. And so that beeping you hear is the smoke alarms. You know how batteries go. It's all part of living life, folks. That's great. So uh, we're just doing the thing. So Miss Carla, if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you live? What do you do? A little background. Okay. Um, I live here in Concord. I grew up here my whole life. Uh, Grew up in what they call the Logan community. It's um well-established a com community that my mother grew up in and just tradition and um, attended Concord High School. Um, went through the school system, attended Winston-Salem State undergrad and UNC Charlotte, got my master's, came back here, was a teacher, taught high school. I've taught elementary, middle school, and I've been an elementary principal and a high school principal, high school principal for the past 17 years. So this is my 30th year. I love what I do and just try to do some of the things, the nice things that teachers that I had here did for me. Yeah, man, that's so great. Thank you for that work of, of raising up the next generation. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So phone's ringing. Love that. Yes, we're going to uh, stop because those are the children. But yes, <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. That's life, folks. That's how we do it. Life life. Speaking of which, that's a great transition to the next question I want to ask you is, how do you go about balancing all that of being a principal, mm -hmm. being a mom, trying to, to make it to Leaky's games, things like that? Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of coffee. <laughs> 
prayers, I would say definitely. But, you know, um, as moms and dads, I would say, um, you know, when there are things that we kind of continuously shuffle and prioritize in our life, um, when you have children, all of a sudden that kind of goes out this way and you do the best you can and you, you give your child all the support that you can give them, all the love and support. And um, throughout their whole lives, all three of my children played ball lacrosse, volleyball, whatever, and their dad and myself, we just um, were all in. Um, my, my philosophy was, as an educator, keep them busy, <laughs> and they stay out of trouble, a night of mine, you know, and at the same time, you know, you're trying to keep up with life, your career, you know, what you have a passion to do to kind of make you still feel whole in the person and fulfilling your purpose. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I do enjoy it, and there hasn't been a day yet, knock on wood, that I woke up and didn't, you know, just kind of like my dude and Jerry Maguire, you know, you click your hands and red do this thing. And yes. And you, and you really, even those days when you don't really feel like that and fizzles kind of going out, you still try to find ways to regenerate it. So, you know, just trying to do the best I can. There's no magic solution. Everybody's just doing the best they can. Amen. Yes, ma'am. That's right. Well, I remember when Leaky was coming in his freshman year, everybody was like, man, this guy, what a cool name, you know, uh, Rashawn. And it just, wow, it's so fun. And so one of the things I noticed a couple years ago, there's another college basketball podcast I listen to. It's the CBS Eye on College Basketball podcast. And literally every show, they start by giving shouts to Leaky Black, like w- literally <laughs> one player in the entire nation. Have you? Are you aware that this is a thing? No, I am yes. not. So they they say it's it's yeah so it's a guy named Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander and Parrish starts the show and he says uh, welcome into the CBS Locked On College or uh, College Basketball Podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black and then he oh just they go into the show it's so you need you need to check it out it's hilarious so oh like God. what what is that like for you as a mom to know that there's a, there's a podcast out there that literally every show they start by referencing your son's name. That is hilarious. Um, and the funny thing about his name, of course, everybody knows his grandmother gave it. There there was a time when announcers at, during our basketball games, his freshman, we were like, well, can we give them some more factoids or something? Because we all know that. And, you know, Leaky grew up in Mount Pleasant. So, you know, I'm from Concord. But for a little while, about nine years, we lived in Mount Pleasant. Our family did. And everybody has a nickname. There's a cornbread. There's a June bug. There's a, a, a big man. There's a little man. <laughs> And I said, my child would not have a nickname. <laughs> his name is Rashawn. And like the next week, his grandma said, Mm-mm, that's Leaky. And it kind of <laughs> stuck. And, that's so and great. Yeah, it's, and we, it, he was fine with it. But I think at one time, I just kind of got a little too fancy. And I thought, okay, well, he's Leaky. And he's been like that ever since. But everybody thinks it means something different. His middle name is Malik. But, you know, I think that people, I didn't, I really wasn't thinking about his name. Um, when he kind of entered the co- the basketball recruiting world, but for some reason it kind of caught on. It did. That's so funny. And and like you said, people, I think a lot of people know now Leaky Black basketball player. But the rest of us have. So would you just give us a little insight? Uh, I know he's a private guy, but a little mm-hmm. bit of in Leaky Black, the human being. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I will say Leaky Black, um, if if he's not nothing else, he's very family oriented, Um, very grounded, very family oriented. 
um, people would comment to me as he, you know, got older in high school, and they would say, oh, he's such a well-behaved young man. Well, he saw me almost strangle his two sisters to death. And I don't think Leaky wanted any part of that, you know? <laughs> so he has always been kind of like, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> and, or at least... You know, his dad was, you know, not would say a disciplinarian, but, you know, when he was coming through the basketball ranks, for example, if if everybody on the team could wear a sleeve, then he could wear a sleeve. You know, the, it was one of those things like don't make yourself, you know, bigger than anybody else. You one member of this. And so he was kind of it was ingrained in him to be humble, be family oriented, um, kind of a we before me kid. And he was always the smallest. So I think another mm. part of his character is he's had to fight through stuff. Um, and that's kind of become part of his DNA because he was this, he was seven years old playing with, you know, 10 year olds, nine and 10 year olds. And um, and he's he wasn't didn't have any meat on his bones. So he had to fight. And I'm not saying that he was ever like an MVP of a, a tournament or anything like that. We would celebrate the small victories like the culture in our car and our vehicle leaving was, well, this is what you did do. But did you you know, because sometimes kids get caught up in what society deems as successful what we shine a spotlight on so i think in his dna in addition to the family orientation and just being a humble kid and a fighter is that just stay grounded you know mm -hmm. focus on those things you have control over stay positive as much as you can you know and just keep moving forward um he would probably not describe himself like that but <laughs> as a but as his mother um, again, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm most proud of him about, you know, because it hasn't changed who he is on the inside. And all of this, the good, the bad, the whatever, had the potential to do that. But it didn't. Mm -hmm. More with Carla Black in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about Stat Hero. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the upper hand and advantage against you, and start focusing instead on the players that you already know with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads or long odds or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in the gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what it is you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups that you can comb through, find one you want to compete against, pick your lineup, and in just a couple minutes you're ready to go because of the simple and sleek gameplay that they have. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get into the sports action. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So, sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. Let me also tell you about Built Bar. Built Bars are great candy bar replacement options covered in 100% real chocolate. Some of the great flavors include mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month is white chocolate shamrock. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it delicious first and then they go back and figure out how to make it healthy for you. And I don't know, but they pull it off every time. Not sure how it happens, but it works. Typical candy bars come in anywhere between two to 300 calories, but most Built Bars have just 130. So go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and you're gonna be amazed at the numbers. 
In addition to just those 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're gonna get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. One of the things that we see, especially in this era of social media, is that these student athletes, especially at the highest level at a Blue Blood program like North Carolina, are subject to all sorts of praise and all sorts of scrutiny as well. And so as a mother of a human being, because again, one of the reasons to have these types of conversations is just to say, hey, he is so much more than just a, an athlete, just a basketball player. He's, he's a person who has papers to turn in and things like that. How, how would you like to see people properly or healthily interact with your son? Um, I guess you, at this point in the journey, you know, like what parts would you have changed? Mm. You know, cause there are some things we've gone through that I didn't anticipate. Okay. Now I didn't think that people would be blowing sunshine in my child's face, <laughs> you know, every single day. I remember when, he committed to North Carolina and, you know, we, we love coach Williams and everything, but I remember after we had his little cake and ice cream and stuff, I said, Oh, that wasn't coach Williams. That was his representative. I said, you won't meet him until June. And he looked at me like Ma, And, you know, so I, I think just reminding him that the reality is that everything you hear won't always be positive. Mm. And I would have wanted it to be positive to an extent as a mother, but I'm fully aware that that's not the way the world works either. So you kind of have to you ha- kind of have to let them go through the rough parts of that um, because that also helps develop their character and help them, you know, just help as long as they can recover. But I would have wanted to see more of a, um, an appreciation for the fundamental player that he is, the selfless player that he is. And that's just selfish on my part. OK, <laughs> I think the right people see that. I think the right people see that. And I'm appreciative of that because that's certainly something his father instilled in him, his coaches have over the years, and even Coach Williams, Coach Huber. You know, I just wish people or society in general could appreciate that, you know, more. But, you know, it's not something I, I, I hang my head about or I don't I lose sleep over um, because I know he doesn't. Like, oh. he knows who he is and his young age, he is so self-assured and, like, you know, I, I I see his personality and it's not, it's unwavering. And, you know, I'd rather squelch one than give a kid one any day. I'm like, you're okay. Keep doing you, boo. You know, so he knows it's not always going to be sunshine blown in your face. <laughs> so, That's awesome. yeah. I love that. Thank you. In a similar vein, you are also a black mother of a black student athlete in America. And that journey has not always been easy in our country. Um, I unfortunately don't have, don't experience that firsthand because I am white. And so for people who might not experience that, um, can you just help paint the picture of what it's like to be a black student athlete at the highest level of American sports? Well, I've never been a student athlete. I can tell you what observing. (laughs) Yes, that's great. That was being, um, um, let me just say how we raised them. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, we were a perfect family, but I would say, um, you know, for example, now the controversy is about what we teach in our schools. Well, mm-hmm. as an educator and as a parent, you know, of a child, I've never depended on the schools to teach my children everything I wanted them to know. 
So there's a part of me that's like, okay, well, if you, you know, I want you to know. When you go to the doctor, for example, they want to know your family history, right? So they can teach you and, and coach you and guide you to not have the same issues that your parents or your grandparents had, right? So I tried as a black mother to teach my children, this is the, these are the things that I had to endure. These are the things mm. your grandparents had to endure. But that's I'm sharing this with you so you won't repeat whatever, you know, issues or mistakes or pitfalls may be in your way because there will be some because you're, you know, a young African-American male or female. But also so that you can move forward with the courage and the perseverance that you've seen us survive all of that for and to move forward. And, and, and that's not for you to walk around with a racist chip on your shoulder. Be appreciative of who you are as an individual. Be appreciative of who you come from or where you come from. And that goes, for, like, to me for any child, no matter yeah. what their race is. Um, but also know that, that there's a responsibility to understand the past so that we can be better moving forward. Because you can go, you know you can move backwards as you move forward, into, and we're not doing that. So I feel like I tried to teach them, yes, Licky, people love you because you play basketball for the University of North Carolina. But if you get caught speeding on the highway and a, an officer pulls you over, I'm scared to death. Something's mm -hmm. going to happen to you. My sister is in law enforcement. It has been for over 25 years. Um, so we, we have a law enforcement family. So this is not a, an indictment of all law enforcement. But as a black mother, to say that that's not a concern of mine, yes. So um, he is on this this national stage, but he is still leaky black, a young African-American male that has to deal with the way the world is. Not not everybody. That's the other thing you teach him. Everybody's not like that, you know, but you need to be aware so that we don't repeat the same issues, the same problems, the same, you know, conflicts. We don't repeat the same mistakes that were done in the past. And I know that was long, but yeah, that's just kind of what I've tried to teach him. That's, that's, you talk as long as you want to, sister. I will sit here and listen and learn. Thank you so much. We're here on Locked on Tar Heels today talking with Miss Carla Black, who's the mother of North Carolina senior forward and guard Leaky Black. More in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's nearly impossible for your local auto parts store to stock everything that you need. Why have to go through trying to figure out where, like I literally just had to figure out, I had a hole in the muffler of my Honda Pilot and I didn't know where to take it and I ended up finding a place, but you know what? It would have been so much easier if I could have just gone to Rock Auto and worked at finding it for myself. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That consistency is something that you can believe in. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and then their inventory has everything you need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find their solution for all your auto part needs. Brake pads, lights, motor oil, even carpet. And write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. 
We are here today on Locked on Tar Heels with Miss Carla Black, the mother of North Carolina senior Leaky Black. And we are going to now move from talking about Leaky the person to talking about this year, the regular season. There's a big coaching change for the Tar Heels, and that's where we want to start. So, Miss um, Carla, what, uh, you know, Leaky started the first three years of his career playing for Coach Roy Williams. What, what did you love and, and appreciate about him as your son's coach? Well, uh, I'll be honest with you, Isaac. I have to be careful with what I say only because I'll start crying. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Um, I will say the most um, impactful um, memory that I will always have of Coach Williams as a coach um, and something about him as a mentor and friend that I have now is that he's so genuine. When people talk about how Coach Williams is a good guy and they, they write all these articles and stuff, sometimes you think, well, I wonder what happens when, you know, somebody uses all the hot water in the morning and you can't take a cold shower or, you know, someone ate all the meatloaf and didn't leave a penny in the pan. I know Miss Wonder wouldn't do that. But, you know, just get angry like normal people or like when someone doesn't put the wet clothes in the dryer or whatever. And I think about him as a person and, like, is he different? I've seen him outside of a game, just just us talking. I've spoken with him since he's retired. Um, he is the same person. That man is genuine. And what he says about what he loves about Carolina and people in general is sincere. Mm. And for me, you know, who's never, you know, been a coach or a journalist or anything like that, you know, I'm nobody. Um, but he treats me as a mother with such respect and, and care, like almost like a daughter. Like he at senior night, there was a reception. I got to go in his little office space and we hugged and cried. We hugged and cried. And that's why I can't talk about it. Then we hugged and cried Miss Wanda. And I think that that our feelings for each other are forever. They weren't just basketball feelings, if that makes sense. We were not connected that way. He's he's just a great person. I love that. Same question about Coach Hubert Davis. The Tar Heels, after Coach Williams retired, decided to hire a longtime assistant and North Carolina player, Coach Hubert Davis. What has he meant to your family and to your son? Well, the first thing when they named Coach Hubert, because Leaky has always had a fondness and respect for Coach Hubert, in the midst of everything, it was because it was such a shock to everybody. Like, we didn't have an idea. But um, I remember thinking to myself, y'all going to leave that man alone and let him figure this thing out? <laughs> and I certainly was not going to be one of those parents to go knocking on the door like, well, what is going to happen now? And um, I would say the my first initial reaction was give him space and time. Um you know, as a as an educator, they say it as a leader, it takes a couple of years to change the culture. I don't know if he changed. He was seeking to change our culture. We have a great culture. Um, what we were doing was changing the guards that lead it. And I think in order to do that in the role that he was in, the one that he's now assumed, you have to give him time and space. Um, so the first thing I did was make sure that I acknowledged him as our coach. We've had conversations that, you know, hey, anything you need me to do, let me know. And then since then, we've had those conversations about Leaky that um, as parents like Sean and I both have had a chance to talk to him about what he wants for him, how he's going to help him, how he wants to support him and, and the team itself. And that's meant a lot to me. So um, in the midst of everything else he had going on, I'm sure, to take time out to make sure he laid that foundation and has continued to communicate means a lot. 
So our relationship is one that's, I guess you could say, growing more in that respect. Hmm. Um, because I feel like all the, co- I like all of our coaches. Um, I've, I've liked the coaches that we've had since we've been there. I, I've not had any complaints at all. I feel like that was God's way of saying, here's your reward for AAU. Because <laughs> 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 the parents have been great. You know, we've had yeah. some good parents. But yes, um, Hubert is doing a great job of communicating and um, definitely not necessarily he owes me anything because he doesn't owe me anything. But my child feels like I am aware of what I'm assigned to do. I understand, you know, my role. I understand what the coach wants from me and what he expects from me. Well, that's it for part one of our conversation with Carla Black. Stay tuned in. Why don't you listen right back right after this to the second part? It's going to come at you ad-free, all that content. It'll be wonderful. Please go subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If, if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us some comments. would love to hear maybe some questions you have for Carla Black. And I, we can talk about it at another time or, or why you uh, love Leaky and who he is as a player. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. You see it written just right down here. <laughs> there you go. You can send the show an email, lockedontarheels at gmail.com. Maybe there's somebody else you would love to hear me interview or talk to about Carolina athletics. I'd love for you to send me an email and let me know about that, and we'll work on getting them on the show. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. It's a great time to be listening right now. We're thick in the middle of March Madness. Sweet 16 is coming up on Friday. Bring new people in all the time. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we've got another interview. And this one is with 2005 national champion Jesse Holly. He's joining us. Jesse also played for the Cowboys. Going to have a great conversation with him. Learn about what he's going, what he's got going on in his life. Talk to him about that national championship run, what, what it's like to experience that. Help us get a, a, an understanding of what these young men are going through. And, and the women's team as well as they're into the Sweet 16. And then also, he was in the building at Dickey's Arena too this weekend, just like Miss Carla Black was sitting right there by Coach Williams and so want to get a feel for those games through his eyes as a former player. Well, thank you so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every single day. And now, let me encourage you uh, to make Locked on NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thanks so much for spending part of your Wednesday talking with me, listening to Miss Carla Black and all her great insight. Carla, again, thank you so much for joining us and all your time in the midst of a busy season. Myself, the listeners, the watchers, we greatly appreciate it. You know what, folks? It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace! Peace!